Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Business Boys, episode number 65. Uh, doing good, feeling great. Sorry for the delay. We just had to recover a little bit from uh, Buddy's wedding, but we're back. And of course, with me, as always, is my main man, Spence. How you doing? Doing fantastic. I'm in a great mood. A little pep, a little extra pep in my step today. Of course, got the NFL kicking off tonight. Uh, a few other things that are good. Yeah, wedding was fantastic. Had a great, great time. Took me two, three days to recover, but uh, I don't give a crap. It was, it was so much fun. Great seeing yeah, you. It was like a I'll glorious recovery. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. And uh, yeah, man, we're into September. Summer just flew by, and uh, yeah, just ready to lay down a, a great podcast, make uh, some pizza, and then watch some football. Very nice evening. Are you drinking anything tonight? No, no booze. I got to be uh, focused for the game. I don't want to be sleepy on the couch. I had uh, three coffees today. I got some Coke for later. So just H2O for me today. What about you? Very nice. Actually, I took uh, taken a little note out of the Spencer book. Got myself a nice vino today. Oh, look at you. That's a rosé, uh, isn't it? It's a rosé. Yo, I'm a big, big fan of the rosé. I'm not a big it's red delicious. wine guy. It makes me sleepy. Rosé, I love because uh, it's like keeps you up like the white wine but it's a bit more flavorful mm. figured uh rose and i would share a bottle today got it from uh vignoble riviere du chêne we picked it up at the at the vineyard ourselves so I'm, it's, a, it's one i picked it's a personal choice this one so i quite like it nice i'm going to uh hopefully one of the next times i get down to montreal I'll, i'm gonna bring you guys a bottle of rosé from uh from niagara this is really good uh, ooh, vineyard winery. It's it's this delicious rosé. Hopefully, I can get my hand on a few more bottles. Bring you guys one. Well, you did introduce me to a delicious beverage a few weekends ago. Uh, I forget what it was called. That beer you yeah. you, you showcased it on the last pod. Land sharks. Land shark. Yeah, very sharks. smooth, very drinkable. Oh, so good. Great for hot tub sipping. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we had, <laughs> we had a good time. We had a good time. But uh, yeah, man, uh, football's back, and uh, we got to make our Super Bowl picks. Also, pick the game for tonight. I, I actually went back last year and, and looked at uh, how we did on our Super Bowl predictions. We both had the Saints versus the Chiefs in the final. You had the Saints winning. I had the Chiefs winning. So, actually, hit on that. But I think we were pretty accurate. Um, mm hmm. You know, so so no pressure this year. I, I'm, I'll lead it off for the quick Super Bowl picks. It, it's easy to say the Chiefs again. I think they're favorites. I think they have a very good chance of repeating. But I'm going to go the Ravens beating the Cowboys as my mm. Super Bowl prediction Cowboys. for this year. Very nice. Well, I think uh, it's a it's an all or nothing year. It's looking like for my boys. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Tom Brady and the. Bucks, the yucks, and I think I, I, I'm gonna say, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll take down. Uh, it's hard to say, but uh, I'll, you know what? I think uh, I think the Chiefs get back in there. Yeah, they're pretty good. All right, I like it. I like it. And uh, for tonight's game, I think uh, I saw the line. I, I got plus nine and a half, minus nine and a half on my book. I saw. Uh, nine out there a lot too 
So uh, wondering, I know you already laid a bet down. So curious which way you're leaning tonight. Yeah. So uh, a few weeks ago, uh, my buddy Raj got me, I think I brought it up, uh, got me into Dame Lillard, placed some money on the Blazers and they won that game one. So it got me deep back into the the sports betting world. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so tonight I, I put, I already put uh, Chiefs to cover the nine, the nine and a heath. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I think they have a very good chance to blow them out. I'll take I'll take the Texans. Just uh, love Deshaun Watson. I think he can keep it a little closer. But uh, I actually bet on the over tonight, and it's a big over. It's like 53 and a half, but I'm, I'm usually terrible, and I never bet over-unders. I just think it's going to be uh, a shootout tonight, a lot of scoring, and, and I'm praying for that too. It's, it's, it's very possible, but, you know, a shortened off season, you know, maybe mm-hmm. people might not be as in sync as they usually are, or maybe they had some extra time to study up. Maybe the defenses aren't in sync. Who knows? But I would probably say it's going to be, uh, to, to, if we want to go on the extra wager, I, I'll, I'll take the under. Okay, perfect. Let's, uh, let's throw a beer slash shot on it, on that, on them. I'll, I'll have it for next pod. <laughs> It's getting cold out. You got to keep us warm with the liquor, you know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, the shorts have been retired. I think. And, you know, I busted out the pants last weekend. Felt good. Got my favorite uh, khaki slash sweatpants combo pants that I wore with flip flops. So it's pants weather uh, over here, and I'm sure in Montreal too. Oh yeah, it's uh, definitely is, and I I love like. I'm not like the most fashionista person in the world, but I do. This is my favorite like season for for dress, you know. Sweatshirts. Put on some. Oh yeah. Cover the belly. Get some nice jeans on. You don't sweat all day in them. I'm a fan. Yeah, I love wearing sweat sweaters outside without a jacket. That's that's my favorite. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Uh, just quickly before we start the news, I know I kind of teased that we're gonna dive into Nvidia this week, but. There's still no sale. Um, they still haven't bought ARM from SoftBank, and, and I'm pretty sure they are going to buy them. So we got too too much news on this pod. So we'll, we'll park it for a future date. But uh, yeah, I, I, we're going to give it some love. It's going to be a trillion dollar uh, chip company. It's the biggest chip company in the world right now. So so uh, we have not forgotten about NVIDIA, but there's just too much going on. Too much. It's too stressful. Too stressful. There's some... Crazy shit. People putting little freaking coins inside people's brains, man. Uh, we, we can't talk about NVIDIA today when, when when there's too much crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Plus, we were gone for a few weeks. The peeps need their... We got an extra week of, of juicy deets to, to lay on the peeps, you know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You want to uh, get it started with the... With uh, the Neuralink demo that was yeah, w- maybe two weeks ago, maybe three. I don't know. Yeah, it was a, it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had the chance to check it out. I didn't watch the whole two-hour thing. I watched a few highlight videos. Um, very interesting. Some people said it was boring and they were expecting more. But it's like, yo, relax. This is extremely futuristic technology. But if you look at the the long-term implications, it's, it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So... Right now, the main goal of this device um, is to solve important brain and spine problems with this, like, implanted device. So this is going to sound kind of weird, but essentially you take out, like, a a coin-sized piece of your skull. And, like, it's like a robot that does the surgery and it puts it in. And apparently you can just walk, like, a, a few hours later, you just leave the 
hospital. You just walk around right with it afterwards. It's flush with the skull. You don't see it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I think like they showed in the presentation. This was this part kind of made me cringe. They like went inside a brain and they were like showing yeah. you pictures and that was yeah, that was kind of gross. And they were showing like the electrodes moving around and stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, essentially, yeah, it, it sends like these electro waves to like different parts of your body and communicates it. That's, that's what it is. But like, I saw like one girl was doing like a recap video and she was explaining, like, she's like, yeah, it connects with your phone via Bluetooth from five to 10 <laughs> meters, wirelessly charged. Like, if, like, I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> this is like in myself, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, um, it charges overnight. <laughs> I don't understand that, but. Uh, Musk was saying eventually he wants to make it only like a couple thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, he brought out the pigs, which was cool. <laughs> the three um, so they pigs. showed, <laughs> they showed three, uh, they showed, uh, there was like three or four pigs. Yeah, one um, of them was named for- Gertrude. That's all I remember. <laughs> so one, one of the pigs did not have anything. Uh, one, they had planted it and then taking it out to show like it's still a normal pig and it was still happy and eating caca and stuff. And then one <laughs> of them, one of them still has the chip inside the inside its head. So what, what they were able to do is actually track what happens in the brain while this animal is moving. And they were very, very accurately able to predict the movements that this pig would be making brace based on what, the brain was telling the rest of the body to do. So it would say like the, the knee will move this many, like at this angle and at this many centimeters and stuff like that. So let's say, for example, you were to have someone who's paraplegic, you could essentially attach another connect point, like another device at the place of the injury. And your brain would be able to communicate with that to recreate the link and allow you to keep moving again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like kind of like the, the main, I guess, healthcare, um, health and science part of, of this, of this chip. But there's some really cool other things that it'd be able to do. Apparently you'll be able to save and replay your memories. What the fuck? That part blew my mind. Yeah. But like, how sick is that? That like eventually like my, all those sick beer pong shots I do, like I won't have to have like a full camera filming <laughs> it all that's the time. You go you know? to. <laughs> yeah, like like I've I like I've had some pretty sick highlights in my days, just they haven't been filmed. I'd be I'd be excited to kind of see those. Yeah, man. Uh, I I just rewatched an episode of Black Mirror last night. Like this is that show is eerily accurate. It's mm-hmm. it's fucked up, man. It makes oh, yeah. you trip. But that part like when, when he announced that, and I don't know how feasible that is or when it, when it will be available, you know, this whole thing really seems far out there. And I think they, they have a long way to go. But I oh, mean, yeah. just the thought of that is insane. It's, it's very crazy. And um, it was it was cool because at one, one point, one of the reporters was like, because, you know, Elon Musk, he's very like almost like detached from reality a little. Like he's a weird guy. He's a robot. And they were, they were asking him like, like kind of like yo, like what the fuck does that mean? Like this and that, and he just goes like, yeah, well, um, the future is going to be weird. <laughs> like just so casually. Yeah. Um, so uh, I thought uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, it was yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah, um, and uh, it's it's like a big robot that's going to do the surgery. I thought maybe right. they'd be looking at uh, using intuitive 
Intuitive Surgicals Robots, which uh, is a company I've been following for quite some time. Great company with uh, has the Da Vinci uh, robot that that many many hospitals use for complicated surgeries right now. But it looks like they kind of built their own typical in typical Elon fast fashion, wanting to control absolutely everything. Well, um, I'm sure they've, like a massive, they've like yeah. that's right up their alley, right? To build these like autonomous like install like that's how they built their factories, right? It's all yeah, like, yeah. But uh, yeah, super cool. And then eventually they think like they can use this to like re re create some kind of like brain waves that uh, get rid of like diseases and illness and like Alzheimer's and stuff like that. So. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows, man? By the way, sorry for the loud uh, noise of my washing machine in the background. If you hear it, but you know, hopefully we'll be able to edit that out. But hey, man, you, you gotta get the laundry done, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you mentioned, it'll initially be, I think, used on uh, spinal cord injury patients, right? Like paraplegic mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, really, uh, really exciting. I recommend, uh, you know, if you have 14 minutes, just watch the recap video. If you really want to get in depth, you can probably watch the whole thing and some like more in-depth YouTube videos, people commentating on it. But it's it's definitely like super exciting and, and also just like, like Elon said, like weird stuff that's coming up uh, down the line that we'll see oh, in yeah. our lifetime. Uh, switching gears to uh, <laughs> completely switching gears, switching roads to... Uh, social media tiktok um we praised their hire of disney executive and by the way an absolute stud muffin of a ceo kevin meyer i mean the guy is freaking (laughs) jacked and handsome so handsome such a stud all i wrote down the notes was stud but uh he's resigned from tiktok i think been on on the job for for not even four months and uh i mean we documented it i think in the last pod or two pods ago the uh, ongoing feud between TikTok and the U.S. government, um, obviously U.S. government wanting to ban it over privacy issues, force a sale to potentially Microsoft, potentially Oracle, and now TikTok is countersuing the U.S. government. So I, I really think he had no choice but to resign, obviously him being an American citizen, TikTok being a Chinese company. Um you know, he's a businessman. He wants to run a company and he's tied up in a complete political shit show. So uh, I respect the man. Keep working on being a stud and uh, hopefully lands. I'm sure he'll be fine. Land on his feet somewhere. Yeah, yeah no kidding. I'll have a nice, a nice cushy job. But yeah, it's a shitty situation for him. But uh, kind of definitely a weird situation to be in. Yeah. It was a great hire, but I mean, we didn't see this coming. No one did right. when he took the job. Um, yeah, we had some a little bit of COVID vaccine news as well. Yeah, um, yeah. That like um, so a, a week or a couple of weeks ago, Trump accused the FDA for trying to go sl- for for slowing the process of a, a COVID vaccine in an effort to hurt him politically. Um, this guy. This guy, yeah. I don't know, whatever. But a week later, they started speeding up the process. Again, I don't think it was because of what he said, but just um, they, they were saying it's up to the development, the developer to submit like a proposal to fact tra- fast track um, the process and the FDA has the uh, ability to approve it or not. But essentially, they want to fast track the phase three trials 
um, which, which we were talking about Russia doing the same thing a little while ago, although we act like they didn't provide any stats on phase one and two, but um, <laughs> they didn't do phase yeah. one and two most likely. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> so we, they do have results for phase one and two. Uh, I was looking good. And then they're, they're trying to fast track these, um, these, uh, you know, vaccines. Yeah. Um, Actually, and then there was a AstraZeneca, yeah, which is like a, I believe it's a British company, definitely European, but they, their phase three trial just recently got shut down because a, a UK uh, test patient, a woman had neurological symptoms and side effects, but now like a day later it was released that she had like MS before the trials even begun. And like, it might not even be affected like by the, the, uh, the vaccine. So kind of some murkiness there, uh, nebulous, Indeed, but um, I don't think like skipping phase three is smart. So I know Trump wants to get reelected, but come on, bro. Yeah, I don't know if uh, like if like it's just it's just increasing the like phase three is just the same tests just on far more people. Like it's like yeah. three hundred thousand people is usually the 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 higher limit of, of who you're going to test. Um, but that's like yeah. I I mean I I'm not a big. Uh, I really don't invest in pharmaceutical companies. Um, what I do know is like phase one and two are, are kind of layups in basketball. And then phase three is like you got to hit five three-pointers in a row. That's like when the serious trials it's begin. Like, it's like the half-court shot in like the celebrity. Like, you know, when they get like <laughs> the, the Celtics shot, Lakers yeah. and like they got it like the, the girl basketball player hits the layup. And then like the old timer has to hit like the three-pointer and shit. That's the half court shot to, to, to seal and deliver. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, another cool thing was this was uh, I saw you put it on here the Abbott five dollar fifteen minute COVID test, mm-hmm. which John Abbott trying, Labs. Yeah, which they're trying to. Uh, from what I understood, you probably have a bit more insight than I do, but it's a five dollar fifteen minute test that. Um, let like gets uploaded onto your phone and then there's going to be places where you can actually scan the like your phone that says like you know you don't have like you test negative and you're allowed to enter certain buildings and and whatnot yeah i i actually don't have a lot of details on it i'm just curious do you have to do that like weird testing where you go up the nose and and twirl it around three times because apparently Apparently, it's the size of a credit card, so it like could fit in your wallet. But I don't think a credit card has to go up your nose. Even I had a, I had actually a, a, a buddy who did the test twice, once because he had it, and then the second time he like just wanted to check. And he says now they don't go as deep into the nostril. Okay, okay, that's uh, that's reassuring, I guess. Yeah. So maybe I'm- maybe they found a, a different. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how, how it's administered, but yeah. it's self-administered. I'm pretty it's, sure. Yeah. It seems yeah. pretty jokes that that's the way that, that, that it has to test. Like, you got to go up the nose. First of all, how they figure that out? And how is that the only way? Because it connects to the lungs. Uh-huh. And the lungs is where the disease lies. There you go. All right. Good to know. I, get, Good to I know. guess. That's, why, that's a theory. <laughs> no, that this makes sense. Theory, that makes sense. That, ma- that does make sense. That does make uh, complete sense. Um, what do you want to get into next? We got uh, a couple of some Amazon news we can get into. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff here. Yeah, a couple Crazy, of Zon. Uh, 
market big tech sell off in the market if you want to start with that they all look they all look great they all look interesting i want to hear about all of them i'll cool. talk about all of them so it's up to you where you want to start yeah i think just amazon's qu- a great place to start yeah we'll start with amazon i think just quickly on the tech sell off i mean like we like we've known this is coming like everyone should have known this is coming like the rally was just unsustainable so i think like long term like you should be honestly happy about it like hope it goes down a little bit Add a little more to the portfolios and uh, sit back, have a beer, and watch some football. Like, you shouldn't be like have shouldn't be losing your shit. Like we avoided a massive recession I, I, so far. You know, <laughs> knock on wood, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, and had an, an unbelievable, unprecedented um, recovery. So I mean, I think it's totally natural. Like a lot of these valuations were were at ridiculous levels. So um, yeah, just don't freak out. Oh, yeah. So Amazon, a couple of Amazon uh, announcements. They recently launched in typical Amazon form a new health band. It's not really a smartwatch, I guess. It's kind of like a a screen. Yeah, it's more like a band, a health band that's like connected with your phone. Um, But yeah, a typical Amazon fashion. It's, It's a lot cheaper than like the Apple Watch or the Fitbit. I think it's, it starts like 100 bucks, and there's a $4 a month subscription. Um, basically, you can do like, uh, like you know, like monitor like your sleep and stuff like that. Uh, heart rate, your steps, you know, temperature sensing. A couple of cool things I read were um, you can use it to measure your body fat. So like yeah. your BMI percentage and stuff. Um, you kind of use your phone to scan your body and then it can like tell you uh your your uh like body fat percentage and stuff because i think that's like a a better way to like really measure like your weight loss progress and stuff not weight loss progress but like your fat loss progress you know because you could be because you're building that muscle your weight struck yeah your weight your weight fluctuates so much but your your body fat doesn't right you have a glass of water you put on a fucking pound like yeah, exactly. If you chug 12 water bottles to uh so you could swallow a frog and then regurgitate it on Joe Rogan, like you're going to you're going to add a few pounds. <laughs> <laughs> like David Blaine did. That was a good podcast. Honestly, like I I didn't think it was that good, man. David Blaine is just all over the place, this guy. Oh, he's all over the place. But he's, he's so interesting, man. He's yeah, he's yeah. literally like he's one of those people that like okay, he's not like this ultra famous business person, but like fuck, of anyone I know pushing the limits of human capabilities, like he's right up there. Yeah, and I did watch uh, I don't know if you checked it out like him uh with the balloons when he ascended to like 24,000 feet and then parachuted down, which was also crazy. Um, yeah. Live stream that the other cool thing about the, by the way, it's called the halo. Um, no relation to master chief in the video game, but, or, uh, or Beyonce's song. Mm, oh, great, great tune, man. Now it's, yeah. I'm going to have to listen to that right after this. The other cool thing about the Amazon halo health band is it can um, analyze tone of voice. So it could be yeah, like, that was cool. yeah, yeah, it can like recognize when you sound a little bit out of line or like maybe sound like a whiny little bitch and it'll tell you. I thought that was really <laughs> interesting, maybe slightly concerning. Like I know like the, there's obviously like privacy issues and, and stuff like that. It, but uh, I, I thought that was really neat. 
Yeah, super neat. It's cool. And it, 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 it kind of shows you like how you can be potentially perceived by others. And Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe for someone like, like yourself, who's a, a sales master, like that could be some pretty useful. Right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and yeah, there's no connection right now to like Apple or, or Google, which, which is another kind of issue. You know, the nice thing, if you get like a Apple watch, it like connects to all your other Apple products. So uh, we'll see what they do with that eventually. It's just kind of rolling out now. Um, so I'm sure they'll maybe add integrations later on, or maybe Amazon has something else up the sleeve. I don't know. Does it connect with like Alexa and other Amazon products? I don't know. But uh, typical Amazon just launching like a cheaper uh, product that mimics somewhat what uh, Apple and, and Google with Fitbit have. And uh, the other Amazon news was they got FAA approval to start testing their delivery drones, which uh, we brought up a few times on here. They were the third company to get this approval uh, after UPS, uh, Delivery Giant, and Wing, which is a, a subsidiary of Alphabet, or as we just call them, Google. They both received approvals in 2019. I believe UPS has been like doing some tests delivering prescriptions from CVS in Florida. And uh, Amazon's goal is to make deliveries in 30 minutes or less, underrated comedy movie. And uh, like this is just step one, like be limited testing. We're super far away from this. There's so many like issues, like air travel issues and stuff, but they have uh, approval to begin testing it. And uh, I believe Walmart's in it too with this uh, thing called Flytex. And they're really into like delivering groceries that way, which, which would be pretty, pretty damn dope. Yeah. Definitely helps get cars off the off the road reduce traffic better for the uh environment i'm down quicker getting stuff yeah yeah and it's it's also it's also great if you know knock on wood like there's another pandemic of, of some sorts like getting your shit without human contact it's great absolutely absolutely man absolutely what does what does seinfeld say i i hate people they're the worst This class of H2O there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some other news in the market. I guess quickly like a little Apple and Epic update. Um, Epic has confirmed that Fortnite's new season won't be on iPhone, iPad, or Mac. And Apple's blocking Fortnite updates and new installs. And uh, pretty much just like a judge ruling. I'm pretty sure at the end of September, which I'm like very confident Apple will end up winning because that's what they do. They win. And... Uh, Epic got like some sort of restraining order against Apple. And, and I think they're still allowed to use, uh, and developers are still allowed to use the Unreal Engine within the App Store. But uh, Fortnite is gone, man, fr from the App Store. And I think it's banned like September. I think it's banned like as of tomorrow. So What's the restraining order for? Isn't it like a restraining order? Like you're not allowed to go close to someone? Like That was the language used in, in the article. I, I, I'm not a lawyer, but... Uh, I think they're trying to get like some sort of injuncture or something to like get get it like like a restraining order from them banning it completely, something like that, until like an official ruling is made. And uh, everything I said could be complete bullshit, but as far as I understand, <laughs> that, that's that's what I think's going on. Um, yeah, it just, Epic's just not going to win this. Like they had an agreement in place. I know it's monopolistic bullshit on apple's part but th that's what they do with everyone they they need their 30 percent rake so that's um so big I, yeah. I say this every week but yeah yeah 
anyways, quick update uh, with that. We also had a little shakeup, uh, getting into some some market more market stuff. We had we had a little shakeup to the Dow Jones uh, index and also the S and P. Uh, big Dow shakeup, uh, biggest one in, in a long time. We had three companies exit, get uh, removed from the Dow, which is like thirty blue chip American American companies. Uh, Exxon Mobil out, long overdue. I mean, it was once the biggest part of the Dow. It's, it's I mean, there's just you couldn't like I don't know what anyone sees investing in an oil company right now. It's just a terrible time for them. Uh, Raytheon also been booted out a little bit of a surprise, but it hasn't been very smooth, uh, smooth since their merger with, um, God, who was it again? United Technologies, UTX. So they've been booted. Pfizer has also been booted a little bit of surprise, kind of like, a. They haven't like really grown a ton recently, but it's still like a $200 billion drug giant. And last time I checked, everyone still crushes Advil when they need it. So oh, yeah. a little bit of surprise there. If Pfizer got switched out with another drug company, Amgen, Amgen, Amgen uh, which is uh, experiencing a little bit of a nicer growth than Pfizer. You got Honeywell in there, which is just like a massive conglomerate. They build everything from like airplane parts and engines to like, the um the fans we used to have to heat our to uh cool ourselves in our shitty apartment (laughs) so these guys do everything and uh salesforce big belly benioff getting in there which uh, has just been on on a tear lately especially with covid um just just an absolute no pun intended force um so uh i think a good shake up for the for the dow and uh you know it's 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 kind of been lagging behind the other indices so there's two companies that are just in this, pretty much in the same industry, right? And then you take out the oil guy for a new tech company. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's pretty solid moves overall. And then with the S and P 500, we saw H and R Block out, Cody, 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 C O T Y out. It's like a huge um, makeup company, and Kohl's, which is a massive department store, struggling. They're all out. All good moves. Replaced with Teradyne, just like uh, semiconductor test equipment. Catalant, which, uh, man, what's, what's Catalant again? Is it like a drug company too? Fuck, I, uh, my bad. I, I don't I don't 100% member. And uh, Etsy, which uh, is a little favorite of ours. Great company. But uh, yeah, all the Tesla fanboys were super pissed. And the fangirls that Tesla did not get in. There was a lot of rumors that they were going to be included. I personally cannot give a shit, like less of a shit, whether it's in it or not. Um, but it is like a decent, like it is like a pretty big deal to get included in that because a lot of mm. ETFs and mutual funds, they, they have quite a bit of exposure to just the S&P 500 companies. So typically get a little bit of a, a little bit of a stock boost by getting in there. Yeah, they got the, they got snubbed a little, but that's all right. And, and they'll, be uh, they'll be in there. Yeah, not a big deal. Uh, so Catalent, C A T A L E N T, um, Kata coming from the Greek word cat, and Lent coming from to, to fast. No, Catalent. Uh, it's a they provide integrated services, delivery technologies, and manufacturing solutions to develop and launch pharmaceuticals, yeah, bio- right. that's, that's biologics, and diagnostics. Consumer health yeah, 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 right, right, right. Diagnostics, yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty big shakeup, especially for the Dow. Uh, it's been a while since we had a big shakeup like that. 
And then uh, I guess lastly, in what you can consider um, stock market news, we had uh, some pretty crazy, a pretty crazy report coming out about SoftBank and uh, some crazy call option bets that they made. Um, we talked about the sort of erratic investment decisions of the SoftBank CIO and founder Masayoshi Son, or in Japan, in Japan it'd be Son Masayoshi, Masa Son. Um, he was the uh, guy who invested in WeWork and, and gave it an absurd valuation after like 28 minutes. Very questionable investment strategy and decisions he's made. Um, but, but basically SoftBank bought billions and billions in, in call options on high-flying tech stocks like Tesla, Netflix, Microsoft, and Amazon. And because they bought so many billions in, in these calls on these, on these high-flying stocks, the banks and firms who sold SoftBank these calls had to buy shares in those companies to hedge. Because essentially, uh, if you're selling a call option and the stocks are going up and up and the call the calls are are getting into the money and they're they're gaining in value. They want to be hedged against that in case that happens. So they buy the stocks. So I think that kind of contributed to the crazy rise in the especially the Nasdaq and tech stocks that we saw in August. Um, a little bit of uh, blowing up the bubble, bubblicious and. Yeah, I, I mean, it just seems like SoftBank's not supposed to operate like a hedge fund. It's 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 really not. It's publicly traded, but it's just probably a, a way too aggressive on Masayoshi's son's uh, part, I think. And SoftBank paid the uh, price for it with its public shares selling off pretty big on, uh, I think, last week, early in the week. So um, I do have to give the guy some respect, though, like he... He has made a. He's been a good businessman in the past. Made a ton of money. I think he invested twenty mil in Alibaba in nineteen ninety nine, which is now worth over a hundred billion dollars. So, a um, little bit of wild card now. You know, he's older, but uh, he he has made some some great investment decisions in the past. So I don't want to completely say he's a he's a crazy man. You know, but uh, certainly some questionable decisions there. Yeah, as of late. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, what else is going on? All right, let's. You want to finish it off diving into a couple uh, new companies coming to market? Yeah, let's talk about that for sure. Yeah. So, uh, God damn it, man! I should have YouTubed how to say this. Palantir. I think I got that. Palantir uh, is looking at a direct listing. It's a huge data analytics company. Pretty much wants companies to reconstitute their operations around data. And uh, kind of a theme for, for both of the um, new companies coming to market that we'll be talking about today. Everything is built around data now. There's a huge shift. Um, this is a Peter Thiel co-founded company who's one of my favorite investors, one of the probably one of the best private equity investors of all time. Um, it's not a new company. It's founded in 2003 with the goal, the goal to build software for use in counterterrorism operations. Uh, sounds like Team America World Police, which I just recently rewatched. Great movie. Uh, in 2008, they launched, or sorry, in 2008, they launched, yeah, yeah. In 2008, they launched Palantir Gotham for customers in, in the intelligence sector. Um, customers Gotham. mainly being, yeah, Gotham. Like Batman? Yeah, yeah, exactly, like Batman. I, I guarantee you it was probably named because of that, right? They're, I mean, their main customers are like defense agencies and government, and they're, they're kind of using it uh, 
for like terrorism and like track stuff like that and, and like persons of interest and, and everything just using data to like more accurately um be able to to operate those divisions then and in where 20- does this data where is this data coming from like where do they get this data it's just like from or is this we don't know this yeah that's that i think that's that's probably uh it's probably confidential high level yeah classified <laughs> <laughs> and then uh more recently, in 2016, they launched Palantir Foundry, uh, more for non-government clients. Um, just an example, like they partner, they they like to partner with major companies. So in 2017, they partnered with Airbus, and the platform connects data from more than 100 airlines and 9,000 aircrafts around the world. Um, around the world, Daft Punk, and yeah, it, it's you know solid revenue growth, but like you know this is an old company. It's not. And I think it grew like 30%. It's not growing like crazy, like a, a typical IPO, even though it's direct listing. It's not growing like crazy, but uh, really good margins. I think strong leadership and, and backing. The part that has me um, a little cautious about it is have some massive losses. They lost $560 million last year. Now, $250 million of that is stock-based compensation. So the actual cash loss isn't as bad, but still <laughs> pretty big fat freaking loss and i'm just not crazy about like government involved companies and i know they're they're sort of shifting away from that i think 53 percent of their revenue in 2019 came from commercial customers while 47 percent was from government agencies but um yeah it looks like like i'm looking at like who they offer solutions to now and it's everything from like you know legal intelligence mergers and acquisitions sales and revenue automotive cyber financial compliance insurance law enforcement manufacturing pharma like data yeah. analytics is huge like how many times do you, you you look at data and it just like it's like like it takes forever to crunch that shit and like it, it, like from what i understand about these companies they give you actionable items to look at and like you can actually make decisions instead of just looking at a whole lot of numbers that you don't necessarily know what they mean this is huge for everyone, but yeah, definitely yeah. got their roots set. And uh, yeah, I mean, stuff. I think like every company going forward is going to be kind of built around data, and, and data analytics is going to be such an important part of that. Like looking on a much smaller scale, that, that's one of the reasons I love uh, very small retailer Revolve is they kind of base all their inventory and their their fashion decisions purchase decisions based around consumer data and like what they can gather off of social media and stuff and, and from their customers and like okay like this is going to sell well at this period of time in the year like to this demographic and we know this from the data it's not just like freaking right. people like guessing and, and stocking shelves with it you know so um it's definitely going to be you know it, it was actually valued at 20 billion i think a few years ago now it's down to 10 and a half billion valuation so they might have stayed private a little bit too long, but I guess given kind of the nature of the company and like some of the secretive stuff they're doing with the government, it, maybe they wanted to stay private, but um, it's certainly going to be a, a, a very peculiar direct listing. I don't think it's going to soar or anything. I think it'll be like sort of flat, but uh, you know, who, who, who really knows with that stuff. But very cool. Very interesting. Yeah. And uh, the next one, we'll close with this. This is one I, I think the IPO will absolutely soar. I know it's going to have a huge valuation, looking at twenty to twenty-four billion. But I, I mean, I I'm I did a little bit of research. I, I'm pretty in love with this company. It's it's looking great. It, it's called Snowflake, and 
first of all, that's I think that's a dope name for a company. I don't know why. I just love it. Um, basically, it's like a data cloud, data warehouse analytics company. Um, so during the IPO, they will have private placements of $250 million from both Salesforce and Berkshire Hathaway, which is, I mean, Salesforce just makes sense. Um, it, it makes 100% sense especially since they just recently bought Tableau, which can be very, very well integrated with, with Snowflake. And, and Salesforce is known for taking, um, taking, uh, making investments in, in great technology that they can integrate within Salesforce. Like they, they just recently sold a bunch of their Zoom shares for, for a huge freaking profit. So, um, but, but yeah, Warren Buffett, I mean, investing in an IPO that loses money is completely unbuffett like So, that's a that's a head scratcher, but you know maybe some of the the younger minds at Berkshire Hathaway pushing them towards it, and, and it's just amazing backing for an IPO. I mean, this company's growing like like crazy. It has uh, over a hundred percent growth uh, over the last few years, improving gross margins. Although it doesn't have the amazing gross margins a normal uh, software as a service company does, but uh, still like over fifty percent. Uh, of course, they lose money. I think like three hundred fifty million dollars last year. About 80 million of that stock-based comp, so a little bit less than that on cash basis. But I mean, it's really nothing, nothing new with a, a new software company. Um, their customers are growing like over 150 percent year over year. It, it's pretty nuts. And I'm just going to kind of read some lines that I took out of the S1 to to kind of help explain it because you know I'm not I'm not great with fully understanding this stuff. So so basically, it's established what's called what they call a data cloud. It's an ecosystem where Snowflake customers, partners, and data providers can break down data silos and derive value from rapidly growing data sets in secure, governed, and compliant ways. Um, yeah, their plat their platform kind of enables customers to consolidate data into a single source of truth, to derive meaningful business insights, build data driven applications, share data. Um, it, it's pretty cool too. They they only charge customers for the resources they use. So it's not like a flat uh, charge rate, which, which is massive. Um, anyways, they, they kind of like, there's like three independent layers of it. There's storage, compute, and cloud services. The storage layer, layer ingests massive amounts and varieties of structured and semi-structured data to create a unified data record. The compute layer provides dedicated resources to enable users to simultaneously access common data sets for many use cases without latency. Latency. The cloud service layer intelligently optimizes each use case's performance requirements with no administration. Um, just really cool. And, and of course, they're, they're all operate on uh, originally AWS and now all of AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud, which, which like is just insane when... Like you're going to have multi-billion dollar companies. You already have it. You're going to have more and more that, that just literally operate on and completely rely on AWS and Azure and Google Cloud. Like the potential, I mean, we've, this is a dead horse at this point. We've said it so many times like how powerful AWS and Azure are going to be. And I guess Google Cloud too. Um, but yeah, man, it, this, this company is just, I need to do more research into it, but I, I think this is like a slam dunk IPO. It's going to be expensive. So Maybe it won't have the insane surge like a Zoom did or that, but I mean, just given the backing, given the total addressable market, um, given the growth of the financials, especially the revenue and the customers, like this is 
this is a pretty big slam dunk. It's it's like you're going into the NBA draft and, and you, you got the first pick and Zion Williamson sitting there, but he, he's jacked and in shape. So, <laughs> snowflake. Snowflake. Yeah, they they operate in, uh, again, same thing, a lot of, I mean, when, you, when you're talking about data, there's not a single industry that doesn't use it. Financial services, healthcare, retail, advertising, tech, government, education, like, the oper- like the, the 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 verticals they can go into are yeah, endless. Yeah, and like you know, a lot of small companies they they've they previously built all this stuff in house. Now you don't need to. You just use Snowflake. Yeah, not very interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. Can't wait till it to uh, go public. Big one. Yeah, man. That's uh, that's I think all I got, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I saw up here you put a little note, and it's funny, um, because I, I have a buddy who was talking to me about like we were talking about video games the other day because I, I just took I just two K twenty one just came out last week last Friday, and uh, James Justice he's already almost at uh, I think he's like seventy three overall right now. He's a he's a point forward. He's a stud. What uh, team? Ah, so, uh, yo, I actually uh, I wanted to uh, I, I I picked to get drafted by the Suns. Oh, love it! Yeah, you got Ricky Rubio. You got Devin Booker, of course. Um, I don't remember who's DeAndre the Aiden. Forward. DeAndre That's Aiden at the at the big, and then uh, who's their small forward there? Um, so, uh, Josh Jackson's still there, or they—they nah. they used to have T.J. Warren, who I loved, but he's in uh, Indiana now. Yeah, but I'm pumped about the Suns, man. Um, nice, so I, I was, like it. Yeah. So that, and, and they went eight zero in the or nine and zero in the bubble and didn't make the playoffs. Oh, and it's yeah, Kelly Oubre Jr. That's the, oh, okay, uh, right on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, and Darko Saric. I'm gonna replace the shit out of his ass. But uh, anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, but he was telling me like he's like yeah maybe I just like I just need like a little console so I can play some games here and there like and like I don't want to spend a lot of money on like the PS4 or, like I don't want a new console I just want like just like a little N64 or a GameCube I'm like bro those mm. are so expensive now probably more like, than the PS4 now yeah they're rare man like I went to I wanted to get like I can't remember what game I wanted to buy on GameCube but I was like holy shit man like it's like yeah, 80, it's 90 bucks yeah and those things like. Maybe ten years ago were dirt cheap. Yeah, and now they've hit relic status, and they are so expensive. They're antiques. Yeah, yeah. But- oh yeah, because I did put a little thing up here. I, I saw this on Twitter today, which I thought was awesome. That vinyl sales have topped CD sales for the first time in thirty-four years, and uh, you love to see it, man. Nothing sounds better than than a nice vinyl, a little Wait, classic that- rock. Lay some Fleetwood Mac on there. Is that true, or is it just a myth? So I, I I did I googled it. I mean, there's a there's an article, but but I guess you can take it with a grain of salt because the pandemic has kind of um, hurt sales in both categories. But I'm thinking also, you know, during the pandemic, maybe you know people like uh, you know they're they're at home, they want to oh let's get a let's get an old vinyl. Uh, Let's get a, some LPs, you know. Yeah. Set up a little old school sound system. Yeah, they are cool, and it's it's cool because it kind of like it's like 
you know how much better a song is? Like, if, if there's a song I like, 7 on 10, right? And if it's on my Spotify, like, I might skip it. But if it comes on the radio, it's like a 10 on 10 because right, right. you can't skip it. It's like, no, like, this is the song I have to listen to right now. Vinyl's kind of like that because you can put on a record and it's like, no, I'm like, I'm listening to the album right now. Like, I'm not going to skip songs or, or switch to another playlist or whatever. It's like, this is what I'm jamming to. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, agreed. And it sounds awesome. Great sound. Well, hopefully this podcast sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> I got nothing else to say, but uh, I don't know if you uh, if you do or no. It's great sure being back. Great being back, chatting with you, and uh, see you in a couple weeks. Let's get back on schedule. Sounds good. Well, thanks for thanks everyone for tuning in for another episode of the Business Boys. We'll catch you in a couple weeks. Uh, that will be episode number sixty six. But uh, until then, thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll check you later. Peace out.